This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Part two of questions of the Sounding Board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. We'll jump straight into it. Mick. Nick Morelli on Facebook. How often do mid-season coach changes result in wins for those teams? I think A, reasonably often. B, there's a sugar hit on caretaker all the time. Yep. Caretakers overperform when they get an opportunity and then they come back to the field after the uh, halo wears off. Danny Frank on a, on a similar theme to Nick's question there. Hutchie asks this. How often does a replace coach win his last two games? Danny, without any research on this, I'm going to say never. Never. I, I, I cannot recall it. Now, I'm sure someone will have, but in the recent time, Brad Scott won his last game at North, didn't he, Hutchie, back in 2019, but it wasn't two as far as I can recall. So, yeah, never, Danny, as far as I'm concerned, but I'm happy to be proven very wrong on that if someone does the the research on it. Don't speak out of school about Brad. You don't end up in the cobwebs again. Uh, Kerry Seymour uh, says, Damo, as a senior, experienced journalist, do you ever feel the need to call a younger journalist out for peddling football myths as fact. When you're on AFL Daily and Mitch Cleary says teams often get that little kick in performance in the coach's last game, is there any urge to ask Mitch where the evidence for this statement is? I can go on any number of social media accounts to find this kind of stuff. Am I being unreasonable to expect someone that makes a living from the game to stick to the facts? I'd love to see Mitch Cleary tear down these myths, but that wouldn't do the AFL Exchange podcast any favours. That's Ooh. from Kerry Seymour. Kerry's very worked up over Mitch Cleary's work there. I'm glad Kerry's listening to the. Uh, have you you've ever you've, you've caught some uh, some of the AFL daily work, Hutchie? What what uh, what days have come out? <laughs> it's already got a very very large audience, Hutchie, in in a, in a space of 35 days. It's uh, it's the juggernaut uh, of the offerings in. Doesn't look like it's got near the uh, numbers yet. But anyway, no, we haven't learned how to rot the uh, recording systems yet, Hutchie. But uh, once we do, like you, we will be uh, in front of all your products. Brandon Donovan. On Twitter, what's that? <laughs> Brand, I was going to say Brandon. Brendan Donovan on Twitter. Just an observation, and apart from the bleeding obvious, but why does SEN have such a sport-dominated news segment? It seems an opportunity to drill down a bit more on other events, considering most of that sports news has been spoken about in the past hour. It actually doesn't, Brendan. So we take a three and a half minute news on the hour and a one and a half minute news on the half hour. So five minutes total in the hour. Of that five minutes. Um, I think about 60 to 90 seconds total is of sport, and now the three to three and a half minutes is of news. Chris on Twitter, Carlton announced its external review last week. What percentage of the findings and recommendations will that report will deliver would be already known and or desired by the CEO and the board, and they need the review to provide the cover to act? Um, that's a very sceptical and cynical view. I, I, I subscribe to part of it, Chris. I, I think some reviews that are called – are work backwards from already reached outcome. On this Carlton one, though, I, I actually think they're going into it with a, a very open mind. Is that your take on this one too, Hutchie? Uh, I think there's there's a view that change is needed and they'll see how much change is needed. But Luke Sayers is a fairly independent thinker. Last question and then we'll let you go. Stephen Crow via Facebook. After watching Bucks's presser post-games, post-game, the question he heard best bar one were on Zoom. While the reporter was in the room, I just couldn't interpret. Is Zoom the best way for the punter watching at home? Well, not if you've got the connection that a certain person had in that same particular press conference, Hutchie. No, I wouldn't have thought so.
Now, my view is, on the record, yes, all press conferences from now on should be online. But you couldn't possibly put yourself through that experience the other day because of that person's inability to, to, to get a connection, which is not necessarily no, his fault on that occasion, but, but to not read the situation and just shut the you-know-what up. It was funny. Oh, was it? Uh, and it was endearing. Oh, please. It, it, was, on, it was on character, wasn't it? Oh. <laughs> I didn't have a problem with it. These things happen in life. We can't take ourselves too seriously. That's, that's your front man, yeah? This has been Question Time Part 2. On the sounding board for Drinkwise, if you're choosing to interrupt a press conference on Zoom, please remember to do so while drinking wise. Right, man. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board Podcast with Hutchie and Damo for Drinkwise. Make sure you find us on Facebook and Twitter at Sounding Board EP. Hit the sign-up button on Facebook to receive our weekly email and subscribe to, rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts.